Hi everyone, it's Rob Evans365, day number 63. And boy, what a whirlwind it has been these last few days. Today I wanted to give you a sum up of health and fitness and what uh, this last five days has meant to me. Right now it is about 20 minutes past 8pm at night and I'm heading home after the last five days on the road. Um, busy, busy time. Tonight I thought it was going to finish a lot earlier than it did. Uh, but anyway, that's, um, that's what you do. So I got to the, um, uh, the accommodation last night in the city. Uh, it was after 12, 12 a.m. this morning's time. By the time I got into the, into the place, the garage wasn't attached to the motel, so I had to make a couple of trips and um, had a shower. I noticed that the, I put the TV on just to unwind a little bit, and noticed that the uh, La Vuelta uh, had started. It's a couple of days into it. That's the Tour of Spain cycling race. So I watched a little bit of that while I had something to eat and uh, then um, I had uh, had a shower and I reckon my head hit the pillow and about 60 seconds I was out. And I set the alarm for 5.30am to get up this morning. Um, so it would have, by this stage, it would have given me about oh, five hours sleep, I guess. And uh, I don't know, I didn't set the alarm right. Didn't go off, woke up at 6.54 or something like that, 6.50. Uh, so I was obviously really tired because I naturally just wake up super early and I thought, oh man, our registration's at 7am. And um, so I quickly had a shower, uh, had some a quick brekkie. The last thing that I had, I didn't realise while I was staying I was going to have a microwave, but they, they did. I had a, about one bag of oats left over for my breakfast today and uh, I thought I would grab something on the way, but um, I didn't really get that chance. Went to uh, check in to the, uh, the conference, and you know what? This is one of the extra benefits of upgrading and paying for you know some of the extras. I think I might have mentioned to you that uh, I've paid for uh, you know being upgraded at these events, so you're sitting right at the front. You know, you're not distracted by everybody moving around you. A lot of these events are like first come, first serve when you're in that allocated seating. So I normally put myself, bang, front and center, right in the middle of the stage, front row. And so that's, that's what I was able to do. Uh, but what was good is there was a huge line, like huge. It went for oh, easily 100 meters or so of people queuing up at the door. And there was more people queuing up to check in. I thought, oh man. But because I had upgraded, we have our own special platinum queue and there's no one in that queue. So I was able to walk straight up, bang, they give you your, your pass and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we had our own a diamond lounge where you get tea and coffee, which I don't drink. Uh, but it's more you get to go in, you can network with the other people there and stuff. So I go up, it was funny, I go up to the same door where everybody is queued up. So there's hundreds and hundreds of people. 
and um, I queue up to the the security type dude that's at the the front of the door, um, jumping the whole queue, and said uh, that uh, he could tell from my past. And I said, oh, and I said somebody was going to come up and escort us into the uh, Diamond Lounge. He said, oh yes, one moment, sir. Um, uh, I'll um, I'll just go and organise that. Another concierge type person came over and because you're wearing name tags, very professional. I've actually seen this guy before. He's a bit older. And he came over and said, hi, Rob, good to see you again. And shook my hand. And uh, yeah, everybody like is calling you sir and sir. And it was funny. But I just glanced over to my left and every, like there was a bunch of people in this queue um, are looking over. I could see they were whispering and talking. So I think they thought I was one of these presenters because that that was how I was being treated like a, a super important VIP which of course I am and it was funny so they all had to stay out for another I think it was 45 minutes and I got to go in and uh, you know they're still setting up and everything got to go into the the diamond lounge and I'm straight into some networking with someone and uh, that's that's how I started the day and it, it got me thinking you know the the different events that I go to and the more and more high-level networking that I do, that you know, like it was JT Fox and all his crew and these millionaires and, um, you know, half billionaires and billionaires that you get to network with. When you have to just network now, I'm talking from my own experience here, uh, it just, it's just like that. It's just easy. You're in a room with people, you talk. Uh, you're in a room with people that you don't know, just go up and find someone and talk. And I can tell you, years ago, I would not do that. I would go into the room, I would find the furthest corner in the room, I would sit there, I'd be quiet, I would either do some work or I'd at least look like I was doing some work so no one would come and talk to me. And I'd wait for the event to take place. I'd sit at the side somewhere so I went unnoticed. And uh, you know that's how I used to operate. But, but not now. So as soon as I go to an event, so I went in there, there's only a few people. Um, this guy um, knew the, this other lady that was sitting in a table. They had it set up in a huge room, set up these enormous uh, round tables, but there weren't that many people in there. And the, this table at the back, there was just a lady sitting there. I just uh, went over, sat down next, well, actually before I did that, um, I went over to her and I introduced myself. I said, oh, do you mind if I sit down and um, you know, spend some time talking to you? And she said, no, that's fine. So I sat down and just started talking, and um, you know, then we went into the the other, other main area, and sat down next to people, introduced myself, started networking, um, took some selfies, <laughs> um, yeah, and it it just comes really, really naturally now. So for those of you that are out there listening and you are very self-conscious about uh, you know talking to strangers if I can put it that way, or networking with people. Like if, if you want to you know, run your own business, then you must step outside your comfort zone. Um, even if you're just an everyday human, you do not know what you will get from the people that you network with. And call it networking, having a conversation, where, you know, whatever you like, I, I just call it networking. But you just never know. And uh, like uh, me mentioning a couple of days ago about the doctor uh, that I, that I um, could have not spoken to, 
um, but did speak to at the Dream Team event up in Brisbane. And that, that one conversation is potentially turning into a, a multi-million dollar deal. That's how powerful our conversations can be. So you just never know. And I didn't have that conversation with the doctor with the thought of, man, this is a potential million dollar, multi-million dollar deal. I did it on the basis that this is the right thing to do for humanity. Like this, we need to do this. Um, the money, you know, will just come if it's there. And so like today, it's just about, uh, you know, what experience can you share with somebody? Oh, last night, coming home on the plane. Now, this was absolutely beautiful. Now, um, I, was, I felt sorry. There's a lady sitting on the other side of the plane, one row of seats behind me. She had a little baby with her, and the baby was, I'm not good with baby ages, um, wouldn't have been able to crawl, so I don't know, that kind of age baby, maybe less than one, not sure. Anyway, the baby was uh, crying a bit, and you know what it's like when uh, you, the plane takes off and when you come back down again, and you're changing altitudes and your ears pop and like the poor baby, we know what to do, but a poor baby, it's really, really painful. And everybody else on the plane is pretty quiet because it was around 9.30, 10 o'clock, pretty much the whole lights on the plane are off except mine, which is on because I'm writing the book. <laughs> and um, this poor lady, I felt sorry for her because she was by herself and this baby kept crying, not just crying, but you know screaming its head off and it's like oh man I just turned around every now and then and gave her a bit of a smile and um, yeah anyway the, the baby was okay until we started to descend again and then it just went nuts so um, but and also oh man coming back in on the, the landing last night uh, we were uh, 30 minutes maybe into the flight 20 minutes and we hit a really really rough patch and for about five minutes it was throwing the plane all over the place sideways up and down uh, you know like if you go over a big uh, like a like a dip in the road in your car and your tummy drops uh, that that kind of thing and then when we came into land um, the, it was raining and the runway was a bit wet so we come in and we hit the runway and we bounce off it. You can feel a, a bounce off and we hit again. He hits the brakes and we're going down um, like fishtailing, you know, like sliding both, both ways. And then it sort of settled down a little bit. And then it was kind of like we were, you know, when the plane slows down and then it turns off the runway to go into the you know, taxi area. It was kind of like we were going too fast to make that turn. And just before we hit the turn, he hits the brakes and it's, it, flicked, it was turning left and it flicks the whole right side of the plane out. It's like, oh man, oh, it was a little bit crazy. Um, but anyway, the reason that uh, we were coming in for the descent and I was sitting next to an Asian couple and my eyesight's pretty ordinary, but um, she was on her phone the whole time. The husband was, or partner, I assumed it was just a partner or a husband at that time. He was kind of asleep against the window and I was on the aisle seat. I always like to pick an aisle seat so I can get out and stretch if I need to. Um, and I'd noticed when she was scanning through some photos 
there was clearly, even though they were little, you know, blocks of my outside's port, I could tell they were wedding photos. And um, anyway, she, as we were about 20 minutes or so away from landing, uh, she um, I sort of leaned over and, and put her phone in front of me and it had a, a question on it. And by this stage, I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a, a little bit unorthodox, but maybe there's a language issue. And uh, she asked me where I was from. And then I said, I'm from uh, Melbourne. And uh, she just sort of said, she said, ah. Uh, then I asked her a question, uh, like, where, where are you from? And uh, she couldn't understand it. So I went, I opened my notes and uh, typed it in on the phone and then showed her. And how cool is this? She took a photo of it with her app and it translated it from Chinese to uh, English. The reason I knew she was Chinese was because she said, I'm from China. And so we had this beautiful little conversation, um, some of it talking, but most of it was uh, typing and then um, showing us. And just some of the translations were a little bit weird. Um, but here's what I established. Um, she's on her honeymoon from China. They've been to Cairns and Brisbane, and they were in Melbourne for a couple of days and then flying to Sydney in uh, another day. I think they were two days here, then going to Sydney. And uh, I asked if they'd seen a kangaroo and a koala, and she showed me some photos. She's going through her whole phone, showed me photos of the wedding and um, her parents and everything. And um, it was funny, she said, because what happened on the plane was I wrote for the whole time pretty much until I got so tired I thought, man, my concentration's not good. So I started to, I recorded the rest of the 365. And sorry about it being late because I haven't had a chance uh, to upload it. Um, so you're going to get two days at once. Uh, and she said to me, um, she said, oh, you work very hard. And I just smiled and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm busy. And um, I think she thought I was uh, writing a, a letter and she, she typed this and she said that um, it was really lovely to see you writing a letter. And I thought that was a bit beautiful. And anyway, so we, we, um, we connected through uh, texting uh, for about 20 minutes or so. And she was just really, really lovely. And then her husband woke up and she introduced me to him and um, just wished each other all the best. But isn't it funny how most people will not say anything on the, uh, on the plane going up and, or back anywhere. Uh, people just stay in their own little silos. And, um, you know, she put a smile on my face and maybe I made her, her day. She was just so beautiful and um, you know kind and happy and I guess she was on her honeymoon and on holidays but she didn't have to be like that and I just thought it was really really sweet and um, yeah I mean you just don't know do you You step into these rooms like today and you just don't know who, you, who you're going to network with and I just find that you know you don't have to get anything out of it you could be just listening you can impart some of your knowledge um, you could get a great connection you just don't know and then every now and then you get a creepy experience like um, I had one this evening where this guy came up to me and um, he just said um, yeah hey how you going I think his name was Jonathan and I said yeah I'm good thanks and yeah I was just uh, bubbly and 
everything talking to him and then um, I saw him on the way out and he said oh hi Rob he said uh, uh, would you like to catch up he was uh, an Asian guy so he had a bit of an accent he said oh, would you like to catch up for a coffee now I said oh look um, look I'd love to but uh, I said look I, I've really got to get home I've been away for the last five days um, I want to get back to my my beautiful girl and um, my kids and uh, yeah uh, but I said look thanks anyway and uh, we were walking and he said oh, he said uh, could I give you my details um, uh, you, I said yeah look I said let's connect on Facebook and I'm, I, um, I passed him a phone so he could write his name in on Facebook he said oh perhaps perhaps you could take my number and by this stage I'm starting to think okay maybe he thinks I'm gay and maybe there's more to just the coffee here I'm not quite sure um, but um, he kind of creeped me out because then we still kept walking I thought oh, okay this is getting creepy now um, really got to go Jonathan and he said oh it was just really nice to meet you and you know we'll stay in touch and yes yeah, so that was a bit creepy um, but uh, yeah, most of the time and maybe it was just my interpretation of that I, I don't know I was talking to Cherie last night and she said uh, we were talking about oh, a couple of nights ago and um, I was talking about this scenario and you know a few people were having uh, you know some drinks and probably having a few too many drinks and I said I was talking to this guy I said we, I just sort of entered um, this circle if you like you know how people are talking in their groups and uh, now I just you know, sidle up to a conversation and, um, you know, ask if it's okay to join and, and whatever. And I'd only just been there for a moment. I was having a talk to Michelle from, who I'd met up there. And uh, I don't know, because we'd been networking over the last couple of days, you know, made a little joke. Maybe it was about the rat that we saw in the restaurant or something. I can't exactly remember. And um, I don't know, just from the way that this will make sense in a second, but the way this guy then asked me the question that I'm about to tell you, I thought, what do you think? Where, you know, I'm flirting with her or something like that. He said, oh, you're married, Rob? I thought, okay, that was the first thing that he said to me. And I thought, that, that's really a bizarre question. Why, why would you say that? And I said, no, no, I'm not married, but I've got a, I've got a partner. And uh, anyway, so, you know, the night went on and, you know, we were having, you know, um, like I was circulating through a few other people and I came back to this guy, we were having a few chats and, and that kind of stuff. And anyway, it was all perfectly innocent. But then I was talking to Cherie and she said, darling, he probably thought you were gay. When you say partner, you normally mean, you know, male partner or female partner. Otherwise you would say girlfriend or wife or something like that. And I'm like, oh... I said, I didn't even think about that. And he was looking at me a little bit differently. So I don't know. Maybe I'm giving off these vibes at the moment. But this other guy came up to me today. Uh, Martin was his name. And I'd, I'd met him at another uh, one of these success resources events. And he said, hi. He said, oh, g'day. Um, he said, I heard him say Martin. I said, yeah, g'day, Martin. I couldn't remember his name, but made it handy for me to overhear him. I said, oh, g'day, Martin. How are you going? He said, yeah, yeah, good. Um, he said, I love your suit. And I said, oh, thanks. He said, oh, I said, yeah, I know you. I've met you at the, the last one. He said, yeah, yeah, I thought. He said, but oh, look at you now. He said, you, you look so good. You're so dressed up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, um, 
Anyway, maybe he was just a nice guy paying me a compliment. I don't know. I don't pick up on these very these things very well. I worked with a guy at uh, RACV for two, oh, 12 months or so um, before um, it was it was basically an all-girl team. We had 10 of us. So there was, um, oh, including me, there was 11. So there was um, a guy and nine other girls and me. And I was talking to the, the girls one day and they said, oh, you know, um, such and such is gay, don't you? And I said, what are you talking about? And Stephen is his name. I, I, I mean, if you're listening, Stephen, hi, Stephen. He's like, well, he was over in Singapore last time I saw. He travels around the world now working with his partner. And uh, I said, what do you mean he's not gay? <laughs> and they said, oh, I don't know, he's something like as gay as, you know, whatever one of those sayings is. And I said, really? I said, I don't know what to guess that. I said, can't you tell by the way he talks and stuff? I said, no. So anyway, clearly, I have no sensory, sensory acuity about these types of things. But anyway, let me tell you about, uh, a little bit about today. Um, interesting stuff. So today, the main thing were, so it was called Wealth Masters and um, you know, one of the important things that I do now, it's about branding. Uh, so, you know, where there's an opportunity to have uh, a photo with somebody that's world famous, uh, then, uh, you know, why not? Um, because it will help grow my brand. So it's brand by association. And um, so that opportunity came up today and that's why it was so late because we did the photos last thing and then he did a Q&A. Oh, I've got to tell you though, this guy, Robert Kiyosaki, Look, he's obviously a wealthy man and um, you know, he runs a program here, that's what he was selling here, a, a couple of day program up in Sydney. Oh, but man, he's a bit of a loose cannon. I came back in in the, in the afternoon and uh, I was a couple of minutes late because I had to rush out and go to the loo and come back and he'd started when I'd come back in. And um, I was speaking to someone after, I said, what happened? I said, I don't know, it's just something, somebody in the crowd just you know, ticked him off. And uh, it must have been that he was talking and, you know, a lot of these guys like Tony Robbins and Starfield, he gets a lot of crowd participation and everybody going to his events knows that. And he'll say, um, anyone that's had this beer, uh, knows about this situation or come across this before, say aye. And the whole room will go, aye. Or he'll say yes. And, you know, and if the energy dies down, he builds it back up again. And uh, Robert, he, he doesn't have the same charisma to be able to do that. So um, that wasn't really happening. So um, I think he might have asked for some participation. It didn't happen. And there was a couple of people in the second row, young Asian couple that were perhaps not as engaged. And he was getting stuck into them with the most disgusting language. He's, uh, he, he said, I'm in the Mar- I was in the Marines, so I can talk to people however I like. And he said... If you're not effing, he was saying the words, if you're not effing going to participate, get the F out of this room right now. And he said, are you going to participate? And they said, no. He said, and he's just shouting it like really aggressively, get the F out of this room. Get the F out of this room right now. Like you could hear a pin drop. It was intense. And then the, um, um, the partner, husband, whatever, he chipped in and was, you know, going to have a go at him. And then he gets stuck into him, calling him effing this and effing that. And they ended up staying. But I'm like, man. 
And then five minutes, bang. He just changed back to, so what we're going to talk about is uh, this. And it's like, well, what the hell just happened there? That was like, oh, it was really bad. And then um, when we had the Q&A tonight, so he did the photos. And something happened in the photos. The, the lady in front of me, so his wife was there too. So she, we didn't know this. So we thought it was the photo was just going to be with him. But it was a photo with her as well, which so it's a bonus. And um, I don't know, I might have stirred it up a little bit. And she said, oh, everyone was standing at the end. Because Robert had his arm around his wife and then, you know, the idea was you stand on the end. And she said, I wonder if you could stand in the middle. And I said, well, um, I said, you're about to find out because just go over and ask and then we'll know. And so she went over and asked and he absolutely lost it. And... um, uh, but she managed to stand in the, the centre, but he absolutely lost it. And um, she, his wife, had to calm him down a bit. I thought, right, I'm just going to stand on the end. I'm not going to st- ask to stand in the middle. And then when it got to the Q&A bit, uh, he got stuck into some other people. They had their hand up and he said, I can, effing, I can see your effing hand. I'm not going to answer your effing question. And he was like... Oh, man, you've got a problem, son. Anyway, maybe it's because he's older now and he he doesn't give a hoot. Um, But anyway, um, I got got information out of today. Um, His model is interesting. Um, His book, read it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, I'll give you a a snapshot. Uh, They basically believe in um, being heavily geared, which means borrowing a lot of money to finance real estate uh, and they find ways of, of doing that and they've gotten very 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 rich uh, from doing that um, but it's it's uh, it's got a lot of risks and they need to have uh, a number of people a team of people managing that risk so in Australian terms um, if I simplify to give you an, a quick accounting investment lesson here for those of you that don't don't um, know what I'm talking about so in Australia, he hates the negative gearing. He thinks it's, it's stupid to uh, you know, invest in something that loses money. But it works. what he does, it works in a similar concept. They just don't call it that, and they're talking about um, cash-positive assets. So let's just say you um, buy a block of land, I'm sorry, uh, an investment property, so a house. Um, and let's say it's for $500,000, and you... Um, so negative gearing means that you can borrow against that asset if you're not living in it. Because you can't, you can't claim the interest as a tax deduction if you live in the home. So once you pay off your home, the idea is that you'll buy an investment property and or multiple. Let's stick, stick with one. Um, let's just say, well, let's keep it simple. So it's $400,000 and let's just say that you, you have an interest-only loan and you pay $20,000 interest per annum on that loan. Uh, So what that means is that you're never paying off the principal, uh, but what you are doing is you're claiming the um, the interest on the loan as a tax deduction, and then the idea is that you would be earning interest, uh, sorry, uh, rental income off that property, um, the the interest expense offsets that. And then if there's a shortfall, let's just say that you get, uh, let's keep it simple, 
you um, you pay interest of twenty thousand dollars a year, and you um, you make an, a rental income of ten thousand dollars a year. Uh, then uh, you've got a ten thousand dollar shortfall because your interest bill is higher, so you can claim that $10,000 against your tax bill, so it reduces your POEG tax uh, that you would be paying. That's conceptually how it works. Now, the, the idea of that money, you say, why would you ever want to do that if you're never paying off the principal? The idea is that you, um, and there's a couple of different ways of doing it, but the idea is that you do that um, because you're investing for the longer term, because you're investing in the capital growth of that asset. And then you would sell that asset. Uh, you pay off the principal with it. Let's just say you sell it 10 years later for a million dollars. You pay off the debt for 400,000. You've made 600,000. Okay. Um, so their model uh, kind of works on a similar basis, except that they're making, um, they're selecting uh, assets where they can make um, more income as well. So. Um, if you use my simple, simple example of $20,000 of interest, they're making you know, like 20, 30, 40,000 looking for assets where they can make that much money. Anyway, so that's essentially his model. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's always good. You can never have too much money about wealth. Um, you know, the, each part that you learn is really powerful. So, um, you know, I, I take things away from today. It's good. Um, so, but today was supposed to be about health and fitness. I've just given you an accounting and networking lesson up to this point. Um, my health and fitness has taken a hit over these last five days, if I'm to be blunt. I um, you know, knew that the four days up in Brisbane were going to be intense. Um, the last two days, I haven't met my 10,000 steps. Um, I have only done one workout when I was away, apart from my work walking, just because of the schedule that was being kept and me needing to get some sleep in there. Uh, my food has been pretty good up in Brisbane. I went to the supermarket, I bought lots of salads, I ate lots of salads. Uh, we went out for a, a couple of meals um, and I had some healthier options. I think the most unhealthy option I had was a, it was a, uh, like a, I'm thinking of a lentil burger, it wasn't a lentil burger, but something like that. Chickpea burger, um, and there was a few fries. Uh, with that, I would say I had about six fries. That was about it. That was the rat, rat restaurant day. The other days I had salads. Um, the, so I struggled with the breakfast uh, the last two mornings because I was in such a hurry to get to the event. And this morning, I just had the, uh, the oats. Last night at the airport and the travel on the train and stuff, all I had time for was to get a wrap. Um, on the tra uh, plane, they gave you cheese and crackers as a snack. Man, so much cheese too. Um, and today, yeah, with breakfast, all I had was the oats. Um, I, I was out of food and didn't have enough time to get anywhere to pick up any other food um, on uh, my way to the seminar because I thought I was going to be late and I had two bags of popcorn left in my, my bag so I had both of those today and then uh, morning tea uh, but because we didn't have that much time they were giving us some water and um, oh, what was it I'll say it was a cookie 
of some sort. It wasn't, but it was some kind of healthier version of a, a cookie. That's all I had, and an apple. They did have some fruit. There was one apple left, so I had an apple, which was nice. And then for lunch, I had... Um, no, it wasn't for lunch. Lunch, we were in um, the Diamond Lounge. They provided lunch. And I was surprised, actually. The lunch was really light on. Really small plates and some nice salads, though. But we only had such a short amount of time. Um, so I had a couple of plates of salad. That was nice. Uh, but by mid-afternoon, I was starving. I, I had nothing. So I found right down the end of the exhibition building, there was a little cafe, and I bought a, a tuna wrap. Uh, but it was mainly bread and tuna, hardly any um, salad in there. So right now, um, there was a cocktail thing afterwards. Uh, I was starving. They had a couple of um, oh, little chicken burgers in little hamburger things. Do you know how they do those little mini stack things? Um, had a couple of those. They were nice. And um, oh, I, had, I had a couple of spring rolls and some uh, dumplings. They had two dumplings. Uh, so it was, uh, it was nice food. Uh, but, you know, no workout today and there won't be tonight. It's like by the time I get home, um, it's almost nine o'clock now. And, uh, you know, I've got to um, get sorted for tomorrow, then going to go over uh, to Cherie's place and spend the night with her. I haven't seen her for five days. I'm missing her a lot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the body has taken a bit of a hit. I kept up my vitamins. I took my vitamins. Um my protein and everything. Um, yeah, that just reminds me of whether I... Hmm. You know what? And now that I'm talking out loud now, I'm just wondering whether I've left stuff in the, the motel room. Um, I can't remember putting my washer bag in the, in the suitcase. Gee, I hope I did. I thought I double-checked everything in my, um, my protein shaker. Um... Jeez, I hope I put those in. My protein shaker was a, a new one too. Anyway, um, so it was crazy busy. And um, yeah, I have uh, yeah just gone a little bit backwards, I'd say, in the last couple of days. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow, getting back into my normal routine, definite workout tomorrow. Um, so many things I need to be implementing. Uh, from the last four days so I want to be making progress on that and of course I've got the book to do as well so I'm going to chunk it up a little bit make sure I keep moving on the book towards my end of year end of um, month uh, deadline and um, looking forward to getting back into eating some normal normal type of food really looking forward to that in fact uh, so yeah Whoop. almost missed the turn off there yeah, so um, what's today's Monday? So Monday should be a homework day, shouldn't it? I'm not going to give you any homework today. I am exhausted. I am mentally fatigued. And uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to recover a little. JT Fox, he was presenting there again today, right in front of him, standing right in front of me. Um, I don't know whether he's annoyed that I was there at another event that wasn't just all his event or or what it was, um, but anyway, I didn't get to talk to him, but he knew who I was, um, I could tell, and I had my bands on um, that he gives out, so he knew, knew I was there. So let's leave it there for today. Health and fitness is back on track tomorrow. Over all the last five days, I've probably had 
I'd say three and a half of them have been pretty good. Uh, last day and a half has been um, knocked around a bit. And all because I think I got in so late last night or the early this morning and uh, my alarm didn't go off this morning so I slept in. So I was running behind from the get-go. So um, otherwise I would have seen if they had a gym in the, the travel lodge and done a workout there uh, first thing this morning then gone out and grabbed some brekkie and so forth. But that just wasn't an option for me today. All right, so I'm just about four minutes away from home. So looking forward to jumping into a shower and getting in some comfy clothes and out of the suit. I will catch you tomorrow. You have a good day, night, whatever it is that you're doing. Okay, bye for now.